Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Inner Dive. I'm Esther and this is episode 11. It's another double dive featuring my dear friend Emma Lyles and we are continuing our conversation, our ongoing conversation with each other. And this particular call I believe was somewhere around three hours. So it is, um, this is the highlight (laughs) hopefully from that call. And yeah, that is, we recorded it last December and then it's kind of sat in the proving drawer. I had, you know, other things and holidays going on and just, it just didn't feel like it was time to work on it or put it out. And then the last couple of weeks, it started to feel like it was time and here it is. So I hope that it is, or I trust that it is, uh, here at the right time. And that if there's something in here that you were wanting to hear that it's finding you in the right moment. And there really isn't too much else I want to say before we get into the episode, other than to thank you all who've been listening. It means so much to us to have you here. And it really does feel like being part of a community and conversation. And we love hearing your thoughts. If you want to reach out to either of us, through Instagram, um, ironically, and also, no, for real, because we do love Instagram for community. Um, our, yeah, our handles will be in the show notes um, for Emma and for myself. And you can also find the links for both of our substacks there. Emma is writing True Nature, and mine is called Follow the Paint. And thank you again to Emma for joining me and for being so generous with your time and and for letting me use a clip of my favorite song of yours, which we will hear before we get into the episode. And it is from a song called The Body, The Sound. start it from here or not start it we can continue from here because we've already we've already been rolling the ball and the snowball has been picking up more snow as it's gone snowball snowball (laughs) i think that or a snow dragon i don't know it's it's taking a lot of it's probably a snow dragon oh and as i say that my eyes drifted over to the, my palette. My painting palette is hanging on the wall and it has so much paint on it that I've just kind of put there, you know, without planning. Cause I'm just putting it there to hold the paint and put it on the canvas. But as I was saying the dragon, I looked over and the, the shape that I see in the palette is this little blue wiener dog. <laughs> but I definitely didn't purposely paint on that, but I'll, I'll show you, I'll take a picture of something and post it. Cause it, is very clearly there. Spontaneous images. I know. Spontaneous, very specific images. I see them everywhere. Yeah, which I mean, yeah, is that a common thing? I. It's common between you and I. So yeah, let's say two or more. Yeah, I. There was there was actually like a wood grain, like fake wood grain, in my parents' one of their old bathrooms that I always saw the Little Mermaid in, 
<laughs> and to the point that I just figured, I don't even know actually if I ever talked to my family, but I just kind of assumed we were all looking at her while we were doing our business. Like it just seemed like they had to see her, right? But they might have seen something totally different or not that. And I just figured it was very obvious. Or like what Ethan has seen in my paintings, which there is such a risk with abstract paintings that you'll paint and you're not trying to put anything there. But something very specific like that alligator I told you that woman saw in the mountain range of the abstract-ish painting that I did for her. And she was like, can you just make the alligator go away? I'm like, yeah, I didn't even mean to put it there. Sorry about that. So funny. Yeah. Anyway. Here we are. Here we are uh, on our conversation together on this podcast. Whatever podcasts are, it's so funny. It just feels like a, a ways that everybody are, right? is hanging out in different living rooms without actually being there. I mean, that's what I like. I like conversations. I mean, yeah. When I think about whoever is listening to this, like basically, I know a lot of you, and it's just like I love you all so much. Oh. It's as if we're all hanging out here together. Yeah. And- for some reason, Esther and I are sharing the stage. But honestly, you're all involved. It's, and honestly, well, in, in the same way that, like, you aren't physically present in this room at the moment. Right. But I am sitting at the table with one of the candles lit that you left behind or left for me to roll. Oh. And I rolled it today. And you were sitting, like, physically across from me not that long ago. But now the phone is across from me. But I can feel your energy. And it's just like, you're right here. I do think that. There's, there's something to these digital waves. Like whenever someone listens to this at whatever time, we'll have moved on from this conversation, but this conversation will be, mm-hmm. it's like a little time capsule. Like that's pretty cool. It is. Oh, that it is cool. And I like thinking about it that way. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. What are we going to put in the time capsule? <laughs> right. That's. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we're here to discuss. Yes, that is what I brought you, Emma. That's what I brought you here tonight to discuss is what are we going to put in this uh, talk timed capsule together. And we'll find out. We don't know yet. Yeah, we don't know yet. A lot of things are alive right now. A lot of things are alive right now. Yeah. Which not having a predetermined what we want to put in, except that we just want to pay attention to what comes up in the moment feels like the way, like it feels like the channels are open and God knows what will come through. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, that's where we're at. I have, I written, I think I've written one follow the paint this month, I think, or maybe I've just done the podcast this month and done the writing last month. Anyways, I have, I am off schedule no, and I'm not going back. About the inquisitor. Was that in December? Was that November though? I think that I, my relationship with time has really just totally gone out the door. Like I don't have any concept of it anymore. Uh, you're right. December 7th. Thank you, Emma. You are, you are holding Kronos for us a little better. I know. I tend to do that a little bit. (laughs) That's all right. (laughs) The sun is just going over my Saturn actually. Mm. I forgot to mention that. Well, that, that. I would say, how is that feeling? But I feel like you've already described like a lot of, it feels like there's some restructuring, restructuring and not an exam at all, but more like a self-examination sort of thing. Like, Hey, you, you, where you like, are you on the track that feels good to you? And like, you know, like a check-in time. Absolutely. And actually I, 
Mars was direct uh, the other day when we talked. So I'm, I'm getting not only the sun's like illumination, which passed over, but then Mars activating. Mm. So yeah, a powerful, powerful time. And the only reason, you know, it's not like I was paying attention to this closely, but it was that I felt a lot of these shifts happening within me. And then my thought was, I wonder what, wonder what the astrological weather is <laughs> out of curiosity. Yeah, yeah. To look and see like, oh, yeah. okay, I'm having a major Saturn Uranus activation right now. Yeah. That's, I like that method with it too, or not method, but that approach, I guess, Mm -hmm. where it's like, you already know what you're feeling, but it like gives you a little bit of like, I don't know, something, it gives you a reflection that can feel helpful. Not like it's predicting you're going to have a bad week next week, but more like, Hey, I'm having some challenges. Oh, okay. That's, that actually gives me almost gives you like handholds on the cliff Mm -hmm. like aha okay if it's about this I can move my you know I can move up this way on that yeah in in a sense even in the past I'd say two years my practice has shifted more towards looking at astrology my astrology after the fact yeah yeah (laughs) instead of in the throes of it because it feels as though I've gotten a sense more for you know, what people would normally consider to be uh, Maleficent. My God, like what a terrible thing. Talk about the nocebo effect. This was brought to us by Michelle O'Donnell um, in the world of birth work that I'm studying at the present moment in time. Michelle O'Donnell, French uh, doctor, he has amazing views on birth. Basically, like we've lost our way and like, women need to be unmanaged and he's amazing at any rate he coined the term the nocebo effect which is something is spoken into your field negatively and you know taking that in and then making that a part of your identity toward Uh, your process your experience to the negative right oh wow oh that feels like the one thing wrong that feels like the only thing that's really going on with anyone is that they had something spoken into their field and accepted it and then have been experiencing the evidence of something that really was a creation the one thing wrong the one thing i love it yeah because there's so much to be said for self-sovereignty and being with one's own self and like own compass. And then there's also to be something to be said for the way that we are reflective in nature. And we do enjoy reflecting with other people. Yeah. And I, this, this paradigm that we're moving from collectively from this like authority peon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I liked that one. I liked authority. And then you went to peon. That's good. <laughs> Feudal lord and peon. Yeah. Yeah. Hierarchy. Hierarchy. Yeah. The hierarchy. We're going from this hierarchical model to a collective model. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This, the ways in which we reflect to each other, our own freedom and our quantum ability to choose. I mean, you were just reflecting this to me so strongly the other night and I was appreciating it so much. All the things that I know and resonate with. Which is Ooh, remind now, me, imagine. remind me. I, which which part was, was I reflecting? Oh, it's the that's that's one thing about those experiences where you're, the stream is coming through you. You know, is that 
I don't necessarily retain what I said. Like I'm, I experienced it and I really like, oh, I'm like, oh, that was helpful for me. But unless I write it down immediately or like really sit with it, sometimes it's like, it's like, it's like manna. It just like, it's gone. So sometimes it's sure. nice to have it said back to me, but also if it was just for the moment, you don't remember what oh, specifically no, I do was remember. said. It, this was fantastic. We were actually discussing, um, this is in the context of, so creators out there who are creating content that is selling basically a feeling tone. Oh, okay, yes. And basically just talking about how, you know, and there's this is nothing wrong with this, but just that we're observing that what's, I mean, and what is ever being sold? What the feeling tone? (laughs) What is ever being sold is the feeling tone. And then people get it and they're like, but I didn't get the feeling. It's like... (laughs) because you weren't open to the tuning like it wasn't like you got the vacuum cleaner that's supposed to make you feel like your house is like super sexy and clean and it didn't actually make you feel super sexy and clean what is ever being sold as a tone ever i mean you buy the sweater because it looks good but why because there's a certain tone and a certain in the person who was modeling it yeah Yeah. exactly yeah and okay, just highlighting again, there's yeah. nothing wrong. It, this is what we're all doing. And it, the economy that we're participating in is an economy of feeling tones, an yes. economy of tones it and is. vibrations that we're exchanging. And what, it, what, what you were reflecting to me and what we were really vibing on and what you streamed so strongly was how, how valuable it could be. It not could be valuable. It is. Uh-huh to instead of reflecting like or here's this tone that you need that I only can serve you through this program <laughs> is is you are quantum and you have access to any tone you want yes. and I'm just sharing like my joy my creativity you don't need you don't need what I have yes you, you have may it. like it and then great now we can interact in that way but like it this isn't I'm not gatekeeping right. some sort of special commodity the, right that's it we all, all have there are no gatekeepers because there's no there's no actual gates except the gates we perceive right so like no one's actually keeping you out of that place except for your perception that someone else is keeping you out of that place Exactly. And this goes into the paradigm shift that we're talking about because the hierarchy model, which has served us for so long. So we're doing deep bows, you know, yeah. to the hierarchy. And deep bows to the monarchies. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> because the only way we've been able to figure out that that's what we don't want is mm-hmm. through experiencing it collectively yeah, for it how, thousands of years, right? Yeah. We've been in this model for so long and now we're realizing, wait, Actually, there we are all of this same powerful quantum source field energy. We're all connected. Everyone is linked in. Right. There's no yeah. There's no gatekeeper. There's no gates. And right. Gatekeepers. You know, it's like the facade. It's like the cardboard person. Like we're realizing <laughs> they never existed in the first place. Yeah. And so, the, like the the model. And you know, this one was woven in with our discussion of blessings and blessings of dissatisfaction coming from social media, recognizing yeah. that there are new platforms about to emerge. Yes. Yep. Or, and people, people are switching platforms because yeah. we're not, we're not vibing with the hierarchy model anymore. Right. We're vibing with the collective. Right. 
Yeah. Right. Which, and also I think that it's, we're coming to the place of having to reckon with that we as individuals, like, I think we're, we're dissatisfied with the hierarchy, but we're still maintaining hierarchies within ourselves, you know, that then we're like, Oh, but if we, if we, well, if we leave this place where they have hierarchies, we can find something better than them. Like we're, we're taking the hierarchy with us that we're trying to leave. Do you know what? Like, so we're like, I hear you. If, yeah. if, like, because, like, you were just saying, which is, I mean, I think that, that that felt really right to me for you to highlight it that way, where it's like, this model has actually served us really well, like, through this phase of evolution for our consciousness. And so it isn't like bad, bad. Like, that right. doesn't actually, no, it's, it's more of yeah. a, ooh, and now we're growing into this, you know? And so, but it feels like there's, there's people who want to be like, well, we figured out it's bad. So we're going to stay here and call it bad. And it's like, that's not building the new it's an, it was important to recognize that we don't want that anymore, but now we need to move Mm -hmm. forward with the, the new and not just stay camped in. Wasn't it so, you know, terrible that we were brought up this way or like that, we had this model. It's like, no, let we were brought up. Now let's go. <laughs> like you know, like let's move forward with exactly. what it's, the it's, new it's model the, is. We've been weaving our wounds long enough. Hmm. Now let's move forward with the wisdom that we want to weave. That's and, it. Yeah. yeah. Which the wisdom that we're taking is okay. All of us are. Com- we truly are completely equal yeah. in our brilliance. Everyone yeah. is equal in their brilliance. And this, yeah, the, the model of I'm selling you this thing because I have something you don't have. It, it doesn't, it doesn't work. We're, we're looking to move towards a, a totally different kind of economy. And this yeah. doesn't mean mm-hmm. I'm not talking about bank crashes or anything else. I'm talking <laughs> about an economy where we understand that like, like, what am I talking about? <laughs> I like the idea. I like it. No. Really yeah. Good. Yeah. Ride that okay. horse. You're on it. Yeah. yeah. Well, the economy of collective prosperity, and this is not mm. communism. <laughs> uh, Emma needs to make clear for the NSA agent that's been assigned to our podcast. One, we're sorry. And two, she is not, not talking. Oh, I just accidentally said not twice to emphasize not, but that's like the, does not negate the not. Okay. Let me say it again. Number two. <laughs> I'm getting you in so much trouble. I'm sorry. Number two, Emma is not talking about communism. Okay, continue. <laughs> I think we're clear now, legally. <laughs> the disclaimer. Collective, collective prosperity coming from, well, I feel, I'm reading this as we speak here, collective prosperity coming from our recognition of our collective brilliance. And so it's not this, parsing collective brilliance money. Yes. I'm not buying something because I need this to make me feel better. Yeah. I am flowing my resources mm. in this. It's like oh. we're not we're not looking for we need to get close to somebody else's shine because they shine and we need their shine to get on us. Yes. It's that Thank being you. near their shine helps remind us of like it helps bring up the lights in ourselves. Like it helps it helps us remember like our own brilliance rather than we're just worshiping. It's like the worshiping model, right? So it's like, Oh, this person, they're amazing. They make me feel all these wonderful things, but their view of self is still very low. And so it's like this other thing is way better. And I am 
you know, this worm of the earth. And it's like, but what if the thing that you love actually brings up more of the love within yourself and you have more of a, a match to, oh, like remembering the like joy and the beauty of your being. That's, mm-hmm. it, it's doing away with the idol thing, yes. idol worship and exactly. like, yeah. Because in the moment of feeling what you just described, that literally is tuning into the energy of prosperity. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. This is so fascinating. If everyone, if everyone just tuned into their own brilliance, and I'm including myself in this because I'm not saying I've got this nailed. Oh, this is why we know to talk about it is because we're working through our own stuff. Yes. So if we all were able, capable of not only tuning into our own brilliance, but also seeing that in each other. That in and of itself would start right. a massive summoning right. of completely different set of solutions. Emma, yes. Oh, chills. That's it. Because, I mean, even on a smaller, oh, smaller, let's say smaller, but like on an individual <laughs> scale, when I've called you and been in like the depths of some just deep, dark headspace sort of state, when I've called you, I know even in your tone, it's really clear to me that you're speaking to the me that knows. You're not speaking to me as like the confused or the like broken or that I'm like, I can, it's like you call forth that I know. Without diminishing the current experience that I'm having, you've just been able to bring forward like, hey, I see you in there. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm in here. I feel it. Me too. I feel me in here. Like that's a power. And I feel like the ability to, interact with people in that way and to be able to interact with like the core of them what a service because they may not be very connected to their core so if we can see them in their core essence like that feels like an offering to them of the the reminder that they're looking for that it isn't like oh well I'm centered too bad you're having a hard time it's like no that's not it it's like hey I see you and I know like I know that you are a powerful being in there at a time when you may not feel that way. And sometimes that can feel jarring, like, no, you're not here. But that's different. I feel like there's words when people are like, no, you got it. You're okay. Where it's like, they do not see me right now. You know what I mean? Like, but if you are holding the tone, like the true tone of that for them, even if you say nothing, I think people can feel that. Mm. This is reminding me because I know, okay, so all of our, dear ones, friends, beloveds who are listening to this, like we're, we're all on the same page, yes. right? We're like all of us, I mean, obviously variations, unique thoughts, differences, all of that. But when it comes to who we all are, we're all in this space of being a tone holder mm-hmm. for more than just ourselves. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I think that's that's a human capacity because we are a collective species. Like Mm -hmm. we're meant to live in community and be in community. So then, you know, part of our, it feels like part of the, the, I want to say like the primordial codes written in our, (laughs) 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 jinkies. Are we talking the jinkies? No, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe, but these codes of how we step forth through life in, into these spaces of initiation mm. where we our view broadens and then our ability to, you know, quote unquote, hold space 
yeah. for others, right. it, it increases. And all of this comes down to tapping into a broader vision and a broader understanding of who we really are. Yeah. Which that, the impression of that to me feels like childhood, adolescence, adulthood sort of feeling like in childhood, mm-hmm. you're just kind of like, you're just you, man, you're just rocking it. Like, I mean, you know, you know, the other people are there, but it's to me, childhood is like a very, it's me time. And adolescence mm-hmm. was a little more like, oh, other people, and they have these kind of opinions, and what do they want me to do? Like, a little bit more of, I mean, I know that this can fluctuate. I'm not saying prescriptively this is the way all people experience, because I know. Broad strokes. Broad strokes. These are broad strokes. Oh, an ambulance has just gone by. But the, uh, I took my thoughts for a second, because there's not many places it could go past our house. Where was I? Oh, but... And then in adulthood, there's the awareness of the other that's come in, but now it's the balancing of the awareness of other and self where it's like, like, I think about this when people talk about, uh, being an empath or something like that, where it's the emphasis is usually placed on, oh, I can feel other people and that it's overwhelming to feel other people. And I feel like the balancing point for that, that at least happened for me when I was aware of feeling other people and then had this like this eureka epiphany moment where I was like, wait, if I can feel them, maybe they can feel me too. Like maybe this is a two way connection. And if they can, if I'm feeling their like frustration and anger or whatever it is that I'm taking that doesn't feel good to me, could I send something good back through to them? If this is two way, maybe I could send something back that would be feel beneficial to them and also benefit how I'm feeling too, because I don't have to just be on the receiving oh, end, you know, right. So this is like the quality that as a, as a holder of the tone, we want to cultivate. Exactly. A holder of the tone. Right. That and ability. the ability yeah. and which it is. I always like, I always have a tendency of like, I want to qualify this so that, you know, people don't think this, this, and this. I'm like, uh, <laughs> that <laughs> I don't, I don't really want to qualify it, but I also do want to clarify it, you know? So if there's an aspect of it that's murkier, that is being shrouded in this language, I would like to, I'd like it to be distilled as clearly as possible. And I think the clarification I was going to make maybe was just more of a qualification. So we'll I- see happy to hear it though uh i think i was just going to emphasize that the difference between holding a tone like i i brought this up in the the piece i wrote about the inquisitor or whatever i whatever i ended up calling that piece but the difference between the calmness of the center and indifference that it isn't this, oh i'm you so know, glad you brought this up i'm so glad you brought this up yeah this is Medicine of the times. Right. Because Calmness I, I, I think that there's, there's, uh, and it just, it feels like a false accusation raised against people. And maybe in some cases it's accurate that, yeah, that person is indifferent, but I, there's just such a difference between someone who is choosing and choosing out of love and out of compassion. I'm choosing the most gracious tone I can hold. Versus someone who's like calloused or, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's a great sensitivity and like care in choosing to remain calm. Like if, if you're in a a birth state or in a, like something really intense is happening, having a person who can, who realizes this is intense, 
I need to be as clear as possible. I need to keep my tone level. I need to, you know, like the ability and which we know instinctively that doesn't tell the people who are in hysterics that they are bad. That just says this person wants to be able to like figure out how to get the people out of this building. This people, this person is able to access insight in this moment and usually there's gratitude for that rather than like well what's wrong why isn't he freaking out too or is she freaking out whatever like mm-hmm. you know and I think that we understand that at a at a deep level and hopefully all of us have experienced it but there's uh it almost feels like a purposeful misunderstanding of that in people especially in social media spheres where it's just like oh you must not care and I'm like that's such a we know the difference. Like maybe you just can't feel their tone and so you can't tell whether it is, but also tone policing is not a cute look. <laughs> so maybe, maybe, I don't know. I once, I, I once jotted something down that was like, okay, if, if you have the instinct to police someone, check yourself. Like if there is any sort of like, oh, I need to go on a hunt about what that other person is doing or how they're doing it. It's like, I feel like you should turn this inquiry on yourself. How are you handling yourself? Mm. yeah this feels like part of the new paradigm because policing someone else enforcing some kind of policy right like whatever Mm -hmm. that policy is some it's an ideology in Mm -hmm. some way like we can have we were just talking about this and I this is from you know my teacher Wapio she brought this to my attention but we can have great ideas but those great ideas can easily become ideologies and then Mm -hmm. what we're doing is pushing our ideologies rather than just sharing a great idea that's like (laughs) hey this this works for me or like this is where I'm at not like everyone needs to do this exactly okay I, you know, I actually back in my gosh, when I was, oh my gosh, in my late teens or or early twenties, I can recall so many conversations like between me and my parents where I was trying to convince them, right? Like that Mm -hmm. I have the right way that like they should be following too. And it's Mm -hmm. like, well, you know, I was passionate and found something that worked for me certainly, but that was like that was getting so much into an ideology that this is the one right way. Everyone needs to do this. And this is truly what we're leaving behind. Yeah. Yeah. As a collective. Right. (sighs) So good. Feels so good. Yay. Yeah. I'm excited, but you know, and the only way we can leave it behind is if I leave it behind. Mm. Exactly. and uh, I wanted to let you know also on this call that it all does depend on you. Uh, nobody yeah. else. You just have to do it. And right. then if you do it, then no. Me too. Me too. Exactly. Which, each of us for our own universes. Right. Each of us for our, because we're each the center of our own universe. So if I don't do it for my universe, who's going to do it? Who's, no who's going to do it for your universe? Ooh. Yeah, that feels like the archetypal, like, hero's journey or whatever, where it's like, if you think of that all as happening within your own psychology, then all of the all of the dramatic archetype characters are all you, you know, in your right. own little sphere. Like, you're the damsel in distress, and you're the savior, and you're, like, the wise sage, and you're the, you know, you're kind of all the parts of it as you, and they all, they all kind of need to be there to complete the circuitry. I mean, honestly, that is a particular lens to see everything as oneself or to see everything as not having 
any unique self and being united in that, you know, like, like the, the unity of it all, in a sense, the same energy flowing through everything, Mm. that particular lens Mm. to be able to just walk out the door and to don that it, it really changes everything. I mean, walking into a gas station and check out what parts of you are there. (laughs) What parts of you are here, right? Which it's so interesting too, because like, and when I think of like, oh yeah, it's all me. And it's like, all right, this is so like narcissism. Like, that's really interesting though, because seeing things as all parts of yourself, like what you're talking about is more like you feel more connected and there's more compassion and there's more, you know, there's more Absolutely. versus, yes. well, just me. Because if everything is kind of part of you or you're connected to everything, hopefully there's a care there. Although there's also people who aren't caring very well for themselves. So how they're treating other people is a reflection of that, like that self Right. It's just Hatred. different. Right. There's a, that, that lens is only helpful at a certain level. Right. And, you know, and then maybe we move beyond that. It's not helpful anymore, but mm. th- th- there can be a teaching, especially if there, I mean, I have found if there is any sort of tension within myself to be able to relax in mm. public, to be able to adopt the framework that I am not only related to everyone, everything around me, but that we're all reflections, manifestations, um, you know, some, I mean, this brings me to the, the 44 gene key. Now we can bring gene Ooh. keys into this, right? Okay. We're talking about this. <laughs> Welcome gene energy. keys. Welcome gene keys. Uh, thank you. Thank Step you. Right thank, <laughs> you. thank you for how we both. Uh, are very inspired by you and also very aware that we don't want to make an ideology out of you. An ideology? Exactly. Isn't that nice? It's keeping, it's disrupting us just enough that it's like we're not, we're not going to put this on a pedestal. There's, there's flies in the ointment, clearly, and we bless the flies. We bless the flies. And the flies, it's, you know, those are the flies in my own eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my Which is, is it, isn't it nice to see the flies in our own eyes? Because then we have a better shot of clearing them. I want to know. Me too. Me too. Me too. Like I've been excited to read a key yeah. or one of the chapters and be like, hey, I wonder which thing is going to bother me in this chapter that will show me the area that's kind of like kinked up in me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, with the forty fourth, mm. um, it mentioned slash he because Richard. Rudd, Rude, however you pronounce his last name. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much, mm-hmm. Richard, Thank you, Richard. your work. It is incredible. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so what he writes about is that, I think this is at the, level, the gift level, um, and if you're not familiar with Gene Keys, maybe sometime we'll give an overview. But right now, I'm just going to blast right sail, in. Sail right at in the, there. At, yeah, at the gift level, which is the intermediate of the three frequencies outlined for the gene, um, for the whole, for the, the, the key, that everyone and everything we encounter is part of our core fractal. So if we're looking at human Mm. dynamics in terms of fractals and that there is this, there are 144,000 fractals and all of us, that means every single person I encounter ever is part of my core fractal. That means everyone who's listening to this podcast we're all on a core fractal together. Uh, Everyone, we, you know, we drive down the road, you lock eyes with another driver, you never see them again in your life, on your core fractal. 
There are so, there are how many trillion people on this planet? So many people we will never, ever, ever see. And it's because they're on another core fractal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm glad you got this, uh, you brought this forward because the, uh, there was something about uh, Gene Keys and fractals when I was first reading, like right after you left and I first started digging into the book that I was really spinning on and then had the impression of a fractal. Like it makes sense that I would understand things through like a story lens or like a narrative lens. So like archetypes and plots and you know, the, Mm -hmm. the pace even of how things are rising and falling. But I was thinking of these, these stories that we've been telling ourselves for as long as there's been human history, I guess. And specifically when I was talking about like the concept of gods and goddesses and then like, but just other things like there, there are characters and like where you can do like that person or that personality is also kind of like this, like it's like, what is it? Is Aphrodite and Venus or like whatever, like where there's an impression of a certain essence and then Mm -hmm. people put a story over it or they put a name over and say, well, that is this this entity and we call that this and then in this other culture mm-hmm. they experience the same kind of essences mm-hmm. or different a new blend in their way mm-hmm. and then they name it this this and this but if you set all those things up and just watch like i mean we know like a easier one to pull up that most people are aware of is like anytime you have like a greek goddess there's also a roman version of that same right. or similar even though probably if you i don't know if you talked to like the and ancient greeks they might have been like no that's not the same thing at all like who knows that might have been really insulting to be like no those are the same um but just seeing all the yeah ancient ancient sumir like there there are these lines lineages of stories and characters and i mean even it, it kind of helps me a little bit or not helps but like some of the more bonkers things where it's like why have we repeated that story like what is like that's a weird story and it feels like a lot of cultures tell that kind of thing again and again like but you have an example well i guess even like just even like the underworld concoction of like okay well there's like the which some of it's like okay well they looked at the seasons and they're like okay well where did what caused winter and it's like oh well probably this like goddess that got kidnapped and taken to the underworld and like you know but then there's like the nuances of what kind of fruit she eats and like, you know, this is not a very, but it's just the one that's closest to the surface. Um, yeah. But, you know, stranger ones where it's like, oh, well, they hacked open Zeus's head and this this one poured out. I'm really on the Greeks tonight. It feels like the easiest <laughs> one to reference. Um, I don't feel like we're going to offend any like Zeus followers by talking about the Greek gods. That feels like a safe place to be discussing the larger implications. But anyways, yes. Yeah, great. I just, I didn't want to offend you if you were like, you know, secretly worshiping Zeus. <laughs> like, excuse you. Um, oh, we're really dotting our eyes tonight. Yeah, I, the Inquisitor is present, but like in the fun jester coyote way where I'm laughing at the possibilities that could be you know what i mean somewhat laughing but also version of the inquisitor is coyote yes yes (laughs) i i appreciate that coyote the gesture um where was i oh yeah so i was thinking of the fractal lineages and us on these core fractals and like you know depending you know people's different beliefs about whether we're reborn or how or you know if we're part of a similar like who is it michelle small right that talks about like being part of the life stream is she the one that says that or is that abraham mm-hmm. anyway no, i think she does talk about that as well yeah. yeah but 
but the like the concept of if we're kind of like from like a yeah race so it's like we're kind of dipping through and in in and out of all this and just thinking of maybe these archetypes are sort of part of that fractal lineage so you could be like oh this is like an older expression of the story might have been a really archaic version of you know some creation myth but now we are working out that same thing but we're working it out with like social media platforms or something you know what i'm saying like where well, there's talking about sort of evolving a particular frequency yes. or like a family of frequencies that's it that that's has it story around yes it. yeah and these yes. frequencies have have manifest because every frequency right manifests physically in right. some way shape or form right i mean frequencies do like when they have enough momentum a vibration turns into matter right we're talking about like light condensing into physical matter like essence of the elements is light like we know this now from quantum physics so you're talking like yeah so just putting this into some other yes technology yes. to wrap my mind around it yes and to give it a flesh it out um oh i'm seeing family vibrational families vibrational families. or a vibrational family yes. you know this is yes. a specific archetype yes. basically right that have been tapped into again and again and again going back to ancient cultures right but it's not that these energies exist only in the ancient times right. it's that this is an ongoing present archetypal yeah yes archetypal it just might family, look different in this family. in this but it would have kind of the similar this a similar signature basically but it's yes. gone through mm-hmm. mutations mutations is the word too but i don't know for some reason thinking of a story so yes oh yeah of course mm-hmm. like we the just look at like the evolution of you know trees or the you know evolution of anything really mm-hmm. um but plants and you know plants and trees and it's sort of the, the the same story told over and over and over again and it yeah we have these mutations or shifts you know evolutions as as time progresses and the collective interacts like there's like this collective interaction that changes the expression yes yes which is very that's that's very natural, right? Like it, it feels, it feels simple, but for some reason with the person, maybe it was like personality types or whatever. But when I thought of having a, a fractal that we were a part of, that's what I, I kind of had the impression of was the stories. But wait, what we were just talking about with the mutations reminds me that I just had this insight with my paintings because they have felt a little bit more, not like taking dictation, but kind of like that where it's like, I'm kind of given, okay, this is the seed, go paint this. But I'm saying seed now because there's a new awareness because there was one painting where it was like, I had seen it and I painted basically what I had seen. And then I had a new vision of it, essentially, where I saw it with some added colors on it, like specific colors added onto it. And then at first I was like, wait, did I see it wrong to begin with? Like, did I not remember that it was supposed to have those colors and I didn't like transmit it correctly? <laughs> and then it was like an immediate, like, no, you saw the seed of it and you, you brought that. And now it's going to be really easy to just add those next colors. Like basically the, the summary insight was allow the mutation of the transmission. Like this, Ooh. this is, this was yeah. said for one purpose. You did that. And now the next step. This brings, okay, this links so many things because we're talking about lovingly leaving the old paradigm behind. Yes. You know, this isn't mm-hmm. a rejection. This mm-hmm. is a thinking and a turn on the spiral. Yeah. And 
Oh, can you say what you said again about the... Allow the um, mutation of the transmission. Yeah, allow the mutation of the transmission. Allow allow, allow the evolution. Like, yeah. You know, said in another way, this is so valuable for myself. And I imagine this is valuable for many mm-hmm. like-hearted, mm-hmm. many of us, because we will be heading on certain tracks and trails no, okay, for myself. So oh, yeah. You know, I'm, yeah. I, I, I'm heading, yeah, let's put it in terms of I. I'm heading on certain tracks and trails and seeing myself in a certain way, seeing my life in a certain way. And all of a sudden, it, and it's not just all of a sudden, right? Like all of these things do coalesce and build momentum, but it can feel all of a sudden there's a strong urge to about face or shift in another direction. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm speaking more of intangibles. But I will, for instance, when it occurred to me that I wanted to sign up for the Matrona's year-long quantum birthkeeping program, mm-hmm. holistic midwifery um, education, it was it hit me like a ton of bricks, and mm-hmm. it was like, uh, yes, mm-hmm. do this now, which completely threw my entire like rearranged mm-hmm. my whole version of myself, and right. I was not open to that invitation yeah. for whatever reason. You would have, and I did have a couple, you know, I. I thought rather deeply about it because it was basically going back to school right. in some ways. Yeah. It's not as intense. Well, when I say intense, not as boring. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's like opposite words, but we've made them somehow mean the same thing. But yeah, I know what you right? mean. Right? Yeah. yeah. Drudgery. It's not drudgery. It's like was, passion. It's not drudgery. Yeah. No, it's passion. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's just one version of what you're talking about. Well, and it, if if you had been, if you had in that experience of feeling really drawn to that coursework, if you had been locked onto a previous, like if you had been told or had some like, oh, I really want to be like dedicated to my music right now. If, if you had held on to that, like, no, that's my transmission was that I'm supposed to do music right now. It's like, well, maybe yeah. now you took that step forward with, for that reason. And now because you took that step, the new step is time to study birth work, you know, like that right. the, where we think the destination is really isn't, it's not, it's just your, your next movement. And then you move to there. And then from there, you're able to see the next move. Yeah. The truth of, yeah. Being able to see the next move. Yeah. From every new place, it just offers this new perspective. And that is something, this is actually had another conversation recently to with a friend who I know listens to this podcast (laughs) and um just about there isn't this plateau we're ever reaching and I know Mm. Esther you and I have talked about this so much right and there's a desire I mean I will not be ashamed to say I often desire the plateau oh even as you (laughs) said that Emma I was like I know I, I admit yes there I admit verbally that there is no plateau and in my head I'm like if I admit good enough <laughs> if I admit that good enough can I get on the plateau please now it's like Which... I know that it doesn't it's not it doesn't exist can I make it exist by pretending it doesn't exist there is oh, there is something I've heard Abraham say which is so helpful which is there will always be some degree of disappointment and oh. if we can just embrace that, yeah, 
Yes. Because and, and they're not they're alive. About us, us staying in disappointment. It's that because every new place we get to mm-hmm. will have its a completely new set of desires and visions we have for yeah. what 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 now. And so there will always be something more that we're reaching for. And this is this, yeah, we're not gonna get to the plateau. But it doesn't mean we need to wallow. No, it feels like you just start building the inner plateau then, you know, like it's, or more of an inner plateau. Like for instance, like uh, for whatever reason, it brought up the, the sense that I've had with, you know, having moved so many different times and having people in all these different places. Like there's a sense where no matter where I am, I'm kind of missing out on somebody sort of, you know, like, and so then it's like, okay, well, I, by expanding to include other people in other places in my, I feel more of the absence or the loss of these others. And then at certain points, just like, well, then just like, it feels like it, it's, it's cultivated more of an, an inner home, like of, oh, I'm with these people and I'm enjoying this. And like, oh, I can mm-hmm. go over here and I can enjoy mm-hmm. this. Like you're more of the, the spiritual turtle where you're carrying your, your joy and your connection where you go and not like it has to be rooted in this one place because you're realizing it actually goes with you. I like what you say about the inner plateau. What that brings back to me is, okay, we're talking about holding a tone. Mm. And the reason that I am just looking over everything right now, the reason I feel as though they're, you know, the, the sense of there not being a plateau. Yeah happens because of the shifting in external physical life right Mm. whereas there can be a sense of inner steadiness that is practically unwavering i'm not saying i've attained that but i (laughs) i i understand that it's possible and i have experienced greater and greater levels of stability let's say in holding or resonating at a tone that feels nourishing pleasant you know rejuvenating i wonder what i was picturing as you were saying that because i was like wait inner plateau is that is that the term because that feels it feels like going stagnant when you hear something plateaus it kind of feels like it's just like not going up anymore like it's just done or at least like if you're thinking of numbers or but then i was picturing like the graphs because we were talking about i don't think on recording talking about graphs but if you see the like down up on a graph you know Okay. They often draw the line of like, see, but it it always goes up to this point or, it, you know, like the, that line of the height that things get to and mm-hmm. or even like the median line of like, oh, this is always this is the point through all of it that is consistent that like you can draw a line through. And something with that feels like if you if, if within the height and the low, if you tune into that, I don't know that it's all contained in one graph, that it's all contained in you, that it's a spectrum of your own experience of being Mm -hmm. like something, something along the broader lines, I guess, more of a zoomed out version. Cause I don't think we're trying to have no emotions or have no fluctuations whatsoever. Cause life is going to life while we're lifing and we're going to have interactions with that. that. And we love that because we would get bored and it'd be intense if we were, if we were bored, but it, it is more of a, like the steadiness feels like the understanding, like this too is part of life. Like if you're screaming, there's a sense of like, I am so alive. This is life. And mm. like, and knowing also that this isn't all of life, 
but that you will have a different experience either shortly depending on how intense that part is or how like you know what I mean like that that it is I feel like I've been saying well, you're conjuring a lot in this episode <laughs> Like when I think of plateau, I'm yeah. thinking of the Great Tibetan Plateau, or I'm mm. thinking of the, the grasslands, okay. the Great Plains. Ooh. I'm thinking of a broad, I'm, yeah. as you said, like a broader view. Spacious. I'm not thinking of stalled out. Yes, I love that. Yeah. Spacious. Like if I think of the Mongolian Plains, that's exactly. like big so when I say sky. Plateau, it's like, oh. Yeah. Ooh, inner space. Absolutely. Yeah. Inner space. Yeah. That feels really good. Yeah. Look at us. This, uh, this, this, this is, <laughs> look at us hammering out the language. Like, what's just the word? What is the, like, I feel like we're taking different things and tapping it, like testing the, the sound quality of it. Like, all right, what's the, what's the, or the hardiness, you know how they can like test like the different, like how strong a rock is. It feels like we do that with words where we're like, oh, okay. the most scale. Yeah. The most scale. Oh, Emma, bless you. Yes, you do know. I was like, maybe that's a weird analogy to draw. And then you met me with it. Oh, oh no. I know about Thank the you. Scale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. well, winter solstice is coming up and mm-hmm. I really love this time for, I love all time for this purpose, but especially the winter solstice for honing in on what are the tones that I want. Ooh, it's now to just bring this inner space, broad plateau feeling Mm -hmm. inside. Yeah. What tones do I want to be toning within that vastness what tones do i want to be toning (laughs) hey tony you toning Um, (laughs) i'm not mocking you i i know that you know that i just had to clarify it i don't know why the inquisitor uh, speaking of who dealt the inquisitor in i dealt it in tonight a little bit please let us make light yeah let us make light okay what what was it you said? What tone do I want to be toning? I like that. What tone do I? I'm want writing to that one down. What tone do I want to be toning? Hey Tony, I'm toning here. What tone do I want to be toning? I love that. And what tone do you want to be toning? Yeah, what tone do I? Um, tones I really like are it. Funny enough, these tones, the, the words don't change, but perhaps the images or visions that the tones conjure for me are what shifts. But I really love the tone. Like when I think about where I'd like to set my heart field tuned to, I feel harmony, connection, community, love, warm, cozy, home. Mm. Yeah. Living room vibes. Yeah, the living room vibes. Mm. The warm, warm, cozy, harmony home. Mm, harmony. And that, for me, that's my practice of setting a tone. It's just mulling over those words. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, that sounds like that a wonderful, yeah, that's a wonderful tone. Mm-hmm. What tone what do about I want, you? Yeah, what tone do I want to be toning? I feel like I'm toning. I do feel like I'm toning more and more a tone that I really like toning. I will say that. Uh, hey, Tony. Hey, Tony. Hey, I'm toning. Uh, I, I do feel 
yeah, I feel more and more that I am. What is the tone? You you said the word unapologetic once recently when I was oh, like, what is it? Do you feel like that it's really come forward? Because I know it's something. What do you see in me? And you're like, oh, I see a lot of unapologetic. I'm like, ah, I feel that. That is the word. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think it's also, uh, I, f- I basically want to continue the trajectory and the trajectory that seems to be really staying in tune with my spark, the spirit, inspiration. And mm-hmm. it, it just feels, feels like I've gone, I've been through the desert on a horse with no name, except the, the horse has a name and it's fucking Instagram. <laughs> Although wait, in that song, is the horse kind of helping him? Well, it has helped me, but also it's helped me realize like yes. how dry, yeah, how dry it is to be focused outwardly only. And I really want anything that I'm bringing out to be an overflow of what is going on within. Oh, you know what? Oh my gosh. Instagram is so, it is a wonderful mirror of the collective in a sense, because, oh, what, what am I seeing here? I'm seeing how it turned into everyone selling something. Yeah. Because that's what became reflected. It wasn't It wasn't overt before. It was covert. We were selling, hey, I look happy here. Do you buy that? Can you buy that I'm happy? <laughs> look, my relationship's amazing. Do you buy it? Do you buy that my relationship's amazing? And now it's like overt. It's like, here, I'm going to tell you that like this thing that I do is incredible. And also, will you buy it? And that's, I'm not even meaning that's bad. It's more that like. No, I know. It's more that some energy of frolic or some energy of something else into the mix. Uh, just because I want to, like, not because I feel like, oh, I've got to save Instagram. Because Instagram doesn't need saving. It's going to die its own death or, like, whatever, and we'll all flock to another right. place, and then we'll gradually sink that ship, and then we'll flock to another place, and then that place won't be the right place anymore. Or it will, as you said, reflect back to us what we were bringing to it. And we'll make our adjustments and be like, I think we would like something that's more, less like this, more like that. And gradually we'll realize it's not that we want something that is like that. It's that we want to be more like that. Like we want to be a different way. And then whatever platform we're on is going to reflect that. And that's going to be amazing. And that's going to be the best one. Until we see something else we want to change. Until it becomes right. And I get, yeah, what I'm observing, this is just my, this is so funny because as you pointed out, the smeller is the seller, right? <laughs> so we must take full responsibility. Yes. I, I must. You don't have to do anything. No, I will too. I, I will must. too. What is it? Okay. <laughs> if you're going to do it, I'll take it too. <laughs> take full responsibility for the fact that my experience of Instagram is my own. Oh, let's just like excavate this frequency for a second. Okay. What is, because I'm going to, this is for me personally. Oh, well, I'll listen. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean is I'm not meaning to put this on anyone else. I'm kidding. The frequent, I know, the frequency of selling something. Mm-hmm. Feel, not, hmm. I feel, okay, I'm just putting myself in What about the, the frequency of, of trying to sell something, not the frequency of yeah, selling? Yeah, yeah. That's different, I'll, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, yes. Yeah. Trying. Trying anything, really. It's, right? It's a, there's a, well, there's, there's a tension in there. There's yeah. a tension pattern. Mm. 
it's you know why because as soon as we're trying right it's coming from it's a lack perspective yeah and you know and I will say that on certain days when I tune in to Instagram that isn't what I see and I yeah you know, mm-hmm. I have used the star, you know, to star my favorites, which are all my friends who, yeah, I want to see what they're making, what they're selling. Like I, I celebrate that. I yeah. want to see that. Right. But I think what, what I'm craving is what I'm craving is more of the sharing of personal medicine stories Yeah. because that is what they're in back I, against there and back again sharing and it I don't even mean the like long drawn out just transmission from my universe to another universe from your universe to mine honestly which which god bless the the moment that that reel went viral on my instagram this summer was a portal for me and I don't mean because my account like blew up or like I like but more it changed like oh a lot of numbers can still feel really empty. Like really empty. Yeah, yeah. Like I watched those numbers and I was having kind of this dissociative, like I posted the most random reel with no thought, just like randomly on the back deck on this yoga mat with my dogs in the way of me trying to like stretch and meditate, just posted a for shits and giggles sort of little post on a Saturday morning when I don't think the algorithm usually likes that. And then it just started blowing up and watching the numbers. I was like cracking up and I was like, oh, the people are here. The people are here. The people were not there. The bots were there. Like, I mean, there were people, but also it was the bots. And I just watched it and I was like, this is burning out my like desire for just like number explosion. Cause it's, it isn't just a numbers thing. It is more of an engagement and what the quality of the engagement is, I think is what would be the best way to sum that up. But the deepest desire and why I still engage with Instagram and why I am still enjoying Substack is the, the deepest desire is for that connection. Yeah. And, and these platforms being a means to connect with others who I am not in physical flesh blood proximity with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, maybe is it, is it more that there are just so many voices? So for instance, in, in, in a local town, right? If you're the artist or if you're the herbalist yeah. or what, you know, in a larger city, one of three, you know, who do this mm. and that, it's a much different oh, experience than, than to join the collective sphere where you're one of thousands, uh, thousands. You... and I'm finding it even with Substack. I'd be like, we're just in a sea and that's yeah. a beautiful thing, but it's also like, I subscribe to a few different Substacks. And I often don't have the bandwidth yes. to sit down bandwidth and is the read word. their piece. Yeah, yeah. And so then I wonder it's who the overwhelm. Has the bandwidth to read my work? Exactly. That's it. Oh, Emma, thank you. This is what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> I didn't even know until you were saying it. And I was yeah, like, yep, this really is the part. We really this one out. Because, it took a bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. it it's the feeling that that's what the selling thing was feeling because like I feel like people don't have the bandwidth for like or they don't have the capacity there there's an overwhelm in the system and I would rather be someone who's helping to clear some of that 
or give a little space yes. to frolic and play rather than another person yes. holding out my hand. Like, can you give me something? Cause I'm like, they can't right mm-hmm. now. I see them. They can't. And I don't want to, I want to give them something like that's what I want to do more of an offering sort of feeling. And for the people who can and have the space or the bandwidth or attention, money, whatever it is to be like, Oh, I can give you something. Then great. I'm open to receiving and the exchange of that, but not to, all right, you owe me for being here. And the other part that I was bringing up, the era of like a standout name, it doesn't feel like it's over because there are standout names, but it also feels like there are no, like, it's like everybody can be a TV star now because you can TikTok yourself. I'm saying it that way on purpose. Everyone can have their own home, be their movie set. So all of a sudden, like I told, I was telling this was like, it's really weird. It feels like celebrities are having to kind of like shill for their celebrity now to like maintain where they have been because now it's like, well, can we like do ads or can we do commercials? Can you come into our house and film us? Cause everything feels like there's like a, a little bit of a flattening that's happening where all of a sudden you could have a comedian that gets famous and blows up and gets a career just from like doing something in their own house. They don't have to go to a club. So clubs are like, it, it feels like there's a power rebalancing where things that used to be they're the gatekeepers the gatekeepers are coming up a lot in this they're the powerhouse they're the gatekeepers and it's like not anymore but you got a teenager with an iphone and they can pretty much edit a whole movie so what what are you going to do now like how are you going to maintain your power structure and the answer is you're not the power structure is changing Mm -hmm. and the people who are in acceptance of that and not trying to hold on to the old institutions are having maybe an easier time with the adaptation and the ones who want the old systems to maintain, maybe they will, but they will be more like, mm, like, uh, almost like what the alternative things used to be where it's like, that's like, uh, but it doesn't have the same hold or grip on the authority place of the whole structure. You know what I'm saying? It's more like a, uh, fun, like kind of vintage thing where sometimes, you know, there's a movie that goes to the theaters and like, yeah, like, I don't know. It just, maybe this is the lesson of like in, in the Buddhist Dharma and their teachings, it's like, there's the eight worldly dharmas, which are traps mm. and um, success and failure are two of the worldly dharmas, mm. um, sickness and health, fame and disrepute and maybe just loss and gain, I think mm-hmm. are the other. So of course, we could see these opposites and things that we maybe either chase or try to avoid. And as you said with your reel, how yeah. true really is that? Right. It's because our, we know this already. The kind of happiness and joy that really fulfills us is this unconditional welling force that just comes from yeah. being present in yeah. now. Mm-hmm. And it, it could be appreciating that there's 11,000 people seeing your reel. Right. That could be part of it, but yeah. if I if I need if I need that to happen, I'm right, screwed. right. And to have the experience now that I'm, I feel that I'm having more fun and more like a really personal experience with my painting than I've had maybe ever really. Like it's a very different experience now when I'm painting than in previous times when it was more like, okay, I'm trying to achieve this certain landscape or I'm trying to make this like, and this feels way more open channel and way more fun. And it feels extra fun to not think I have to now think or not have to, or I'm now need to think, 
how do I sell this? Because I really don't have a focus on selling that. And there are other things that I think, oh, I will sell like my, my books or whatever. Like there feels like there are forms of art that I will have available, but right now Mm -hmm. the paintings aren't, and it feels kind of like giving them a rest, like giving that a rest from trying to hawk it as a wear, you know, and letting it just kind of rebuild so that it, it will be, it feels inherent. Like there is a different quality being poured into the work now. And that may mean that it will be in the market in a different way, but it also just might mean that when someone is in person with that painting, they get to experience the essence of that. And I offer it like, here, come, come sit with the paintings for, you know, like we'll put them up and there's a, a place for you to sit and contemplate. And that's what I'd like is to bring oh, more contemplation lovely. into the world, you know, so that there's more of mm-hmm. more space within you to have that experience of your inner space, you know, like oh, something, yeah, something on those so lines, beautiful. you know, and yeah. it is really funny. It feels in some ways like I, I used to interpret it as that I had a block around selling my art and, the, and there was some of or like self-devaluing and I've, I've worked through various things with that. And now it feels less like that and more just like an honoring of like where what does the work really want to be and what does it want to do and how Mm. can I just kind of clear the way for that and almost like respect its wishes it doesn't it doesn't really want to be put out in that way I am loving everything that you're sharing right now it feels really powerful Mm. um especially your wish to share or provide basically opportunity for contemplation that is striking me really deeply that's resonant very much in my core I mean that's my primary aim with true nature yeah is to just share my own contemplative space right and because really my deepest wish and you're just this conversation has helped me retune really well to what is at the core of why why I started true nature and bottom line is wanting to wanting to just share basically like methods tools and just my own like vibration basically of if you'd like to partake in this and like have your own contemplative space yeah to like delve more deeply into the mysteries like this is this is why I'm offering this yeah which the the core essence of whatever it is we're offering like we start to see I mean I feel like I have kind of known and then I see reflections of oh I see no matter where I go and no matter what I'm doing this kind of feels like that's the flavor and I'm bringing to the mix and that's the like role Mm -hmm. that I'm playing and I'm seeing that and now I'm like stepping more into it and same with you Mm -hmm. or with anyone and I the wonderful thing is that whether you're writing true nature or whether you're like, mm-hmm. you know, making dinner, or whether you're like mm-hmm. skiing, or putting out music, or whatever you're doing, that essence is in there. So, mm-hmm. it, like, that's what I mean with that kind of the, the allowing the mutation of the transmission. It's like, it's still the transmission, like it is still what you, the tone that you're holding, or that you are choosing, the message that you're bringing, it just might be in song form that you give people something to mm-hmm. contemplate and that gives them space within themselves and a little like key to like really tune in with a tone that extra helps your message 
be picked up and transmitted widely. You know, like there's, there's so many ways in which we can fulfill our destiny, if you want to call it that. It doesn't feel like we're going to miss the boat if we do this thing instead of that thing. It's like, well, then it will just come through in that thing. Like that. Right. That... There's so many ways in which the vibration, the tone of who we are coalesces into form around us. Right. And exactly. so many ways in which we choose to allow that to occur. Mm-hmm. One of the primary ways you're doing it is through your painting, but you also do other things. I yeah. mean, you do cook food and you right. do, you know, take care of your dog. And <laughs> you do have conversations with your mm-hmm. friends. And yeah, I mean, I do like we, we all do that same thing this Mm -hmm. is this is just such a fascinating conversation about I think I would sum it up for myself as a conversation on an open-ended conversation on what it means to be a creator open-ended and welcome welcome to the podcast that's the (laughs) by an open-ended conversation on what it means to be a creator and navigating that in in a world that is rapidly shifting between two huge paradigms right or it's like a huge paradigm shift it's happening yeah we're in the literal midst of it we are in the middle well and it's easy it's easy to think well it was simpler before and it does kind of feel like it was simpler before but I also think that just the the awareness was more narrow so it's like okay you're aware of the gallery in your town or your neighboring town, but you're not aware of every art gallery ever, or not that we're aware. Do you know what I mean? Like you could, you yeah, could do a Google yes, search and yes. find out how many the galleries there are and then think, oh, well, it felt really important that I was showing at my little local gallery, but now I'm realizing there's little local galleries everywhere. And now it's just like suddenly you've gone from feeling like you're the big whale in the ocean to like a tiny little plankton in a school of all these plankton and no one gives a shit about plankton. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the self identity shift can happen so quickly now. And it, it does feel like we're playing with, we have more, we have more ways that we could focus now, I guess, you know? So it's like, we could tune in wide. We could tune in narrow. We could like, we can set our side, like there's, there's options and it seems more, important than ever to be aware of yeah which way is actually serving us yes i'm glad that you brought this i brought this in this feels like a really nice way to wrap up this discussion because the bottom line is that we do have the power of focus and i i mean i i talk about it and i better practice it because that's it's really for me i i recognize that as I said before, I can focus on all the things I don't like. Mm-hmm. I can also focus on all the things I do like. Yeah. And in any given moment in time, I am creating a vibrational atmosphere around myself based on how I'm focusing. Yep. And that vibrational atmosphere is determining everything about determining what the algorithm. Comes to me. <laughs> yeah. Det- exactly. Like the true algorithm is our vibrational yes. atmosphere. Ooh. So, ooh. ooh. Yeah, say ooh. that one again. Ooh, the true algorithm is our vibrational atmosphere. In a so, nutshell. And when I think about Instagram, I no, I love it. It's so yeah. fun. It is I, fun. I do get so much out of it. I love seeing yeah. humanity. Yeah. What I mean, we're amazing. What I think we really want 
we want to feel people's heart feels like we want to not feel like we we're alone feel. in the universe. We want to feel that like connection and that heartbeat and be reminded of the great womb of life that we're all in. Like we want to feel that from each other. And if I am available to express that, I want to express that. Mm, those are beautiful words, Esther. Mm. This has been a really beautiful conversation. Thank I've gotten you. a lot out of this. Me too. Yeah. Thank you so much for Thank you so much. Going out into the it's garden always... and weeding with me oh. and, and deciding that we oh actually like gosh. the weeds and <laughs> making some teas. Yeah, the tea was great. Yeah, it was a good tea. <laughs> <laughs> and then we were like, wait, did we just make poison? No, no, it's good. It's good. Yeah, we, we did have poison myself. Classic second guessing, but we're getting better yeah. at then third guessing, the second guessing and coming back into our centers. <laughs> a beautiful thing mm. i so appreciate you i appreciate you the medicine you're bringing to this world mm. to my world my mm. universe thank you and thank you for yours